Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Everywhere, I love it. I love it when you are overwhelmed, not really, but just flooded with fun games like the basketball tournaments, the conference tournaments, NCAA tournament just around the corner. You have all the college baseball, the midweek games. I find those entertaining. I do. Maybe, maybe that's just me, but I love it. Love this time of year. I do not have to have the oblong spheroid playing portion of the season all the time. And that is the focus of this show is the oblong spheroid, but I just love this time of year. 615-844-5600. Twitter at Bill is King. And email the show, Bill is King 7 at gmail. Dot com guesting today top of our two TJ TJ Pittenger down in Tampa where Allen is from and others got a daughter lives down there too yeah good good place down there nice nice area down that way so TJ with us top of our two and J book is booked. For hour three, about 20 minutes into that third hour, Jay Book will be with us. Looking very much forward to that. Yeah, let's let's get going. Josh is already attacking. Well, he's not attacking, but he's capable of attacking. But he's saying, Bill, Marvin Harrison Jr. or Ted Ginn Jr. I'll get to that. <laughs> I'll get to it. Ted Ginn had a better pro career than I really thought. I always kind of pigeonholed him as a superstar kick returner. Not really that good. On that level now. On that level. Of a wide receiver. He spent 14 years in the NFL. And that, I mean, that's a 
ridiculously long period of time. I'll say this. I think Marvin Harrison Jr., as a pure wide receiver, has more upside. Now, again, spending eight years in the NFL is ridiculously long for the average. But I think just as a pure receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr. has more abilities. He's 6'4". Ted Ginn was 5'11". Now, Ted Ginn was electrifying and fast and everything you'd want, right? But I do. Now, to last that long in the NFL, that's hard to top. But if you're just talking about wide receiver skill level and what is your peak, I think he's got more of that. Whether he spends eight years in the NFL, 10 years, it's going to be hard for anybody to spend 14 years, but that's really hard. That's another good one. Yeah, that's, that's another really good one there from Josh. But, yeah, upside, I'll go with the kid. I'll go with the uh, currently finishing up his sophomore year, Marvin Harrison Jr. That's the way I'll go with that one. Yeah, watched a lot of the uh, – had the basketball on. Checking it out. Jim Beheim is uh, finished. He retired, as you know. And uh, who's taking over? Adrian Autry, former player, taking over. I never interviewed Jim Beheim. I, I don't think. And, and back in the Rivals days, they would schedule all kinds of basketball coaches. I mean, sometimes they would schedule them, and I'd have to come back and tape the interview. By the way, I'm taping Kevin today. Yeah, taping Kevin Hagen today for tomorrow. But, yeah, I'd have to come back, and that would happen because our studios were in Brentwood, which is, heck, about maybe 10 minutes away. Back roads through farm country and everything beautiful. I could get there and conduct the interview. But Jim in Jupiter was saying, Bill, is he the ultimate curmudgeon? I don't know him. I've obviously followed his career forever. But he seems to be, what would be the word? He can be kind of punky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can he can be kind of jerky. But 47 years. That's, <laughs> that's a pretty good run there. Won the national championship, won one natty. Got to the other one against Kentucky, and that would have been, what, in 96? Got there versus Kentucky. And that was the team that had John Wallace against Ricky P's team that was just loaded. But, yeah, he is he is out. Now, from Ole Miss Evie, who will be with us tomorrow, Ole Miss is absolutely talking with Chris Beard, who got fired in season, got unhired in season at Texas during this basketball season. And not sure when that's going to come down, if it does, when it does, but she thinks it's absolutely legit. But that's going on right now. And I would think that Ole Miss has looked into this. They know there's going to be some PR backlash. He got fired 
at Texas because of a domestic dispute with his wife. Later, she apologized. The whole story was somewhat retracted, but Texas felt it was strong enough to continue and decide ultimately to unhire him. That's what happened. Now, again, I look, I'm not claiming to know. I'm not sitting here telling you this is what did or did not happen, but we do know what the outcome was with his job, and that is he was unhired. She feels like Ole Miss is in serious talks with Chris Beard. We'll have her tomorrow. Yeah, we'll have her on tomorrow to talk about that and other things. Yeah, other things. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Bill, what about Florida State and Miami? Now, is that – yeah. Florida State, Miami, Council Bluffs today at two. Well, Florida State wins. Florida State's got the better team, and they've got the better coach, and they would win that game. I I, look. I know Miami has been pretty good here recently in recruiting that last class, been pretty good in the transfer portal, but you got to show me they're well coached. And as of right now, you can't show me that. Maybe that changes. I'm open-minded to whatever the truth is, but no, no, no. Council Bluffs today at 2, Florida State wins that game Oh, let me you, – you need you need the exact score. I mean, I can give you the exact score. I can. That game is – 38-17, Florida State. Go ahead. Don't, don't even send them out there today to play the game because I just gave you the score. No, Tom says, no, 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 Michigan. Yeah, because Florida State and Miami play anyways. But he, I thought he wanted them to play today. Florida State and Michigan. Now, see, that would be interesting. Because Michigan has absolutely reestablished the tough guy stuff. They've reestablished that. Against Florida State today... Oh boy. Let me let me think through this. I think and you're talking about two somewhat well diverse different ways of going about business when it comes to football. When it comes to the game. I think Michigan, first of all, Michigan would be favored. I'm thinking three to five points, they'd be favored. And Council Bluffs today, I think that it'd be a close game. Michigan would win something like 28 to 24. Don't think Florida State is there yet to that level. It'd be a really physical game for Florida State. Not that they can't handle that, but they're not used to seeing that kind of physicality. That's a different level. Nobody else in the ACC has that level of physicality that Florida State's going to run into. I say 28-24, 
T-T-U-N wins that bowling game. So, again, no need to send them up there. Don't waste gas, airplane gas, jet fuel. Don't waste jet fuel sending them to Council Bluffs because I just gave you the score this morning. Yeah, just just gave you the score. I, I've got a little something I want to get into, too. Maybe after this break, somewhere in there, regarding Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah, a little, little something I want. I was thinking about this yesterday as I was in the King weight room. Yeah, I got home. Uh, I'd been, I had to run some errands. The wifey need Parmesan cheese for baked ziti, which is so good. And had a couple of errands to run. Got home around 3.30 our time. Said, you're not going to be wimping out. You got to get in the weight room. So I was down there and I started thinking, because my mind's always thinking. I don't know any better than my mind's always thinking about the oblong steel rule. Whether it's the SEC, the Big Ten, what's happening in the Pac-12 right now future of the ACC. My mind is always churning there. I don't even have to try. It just goes there. My brain literally says, I'm going where I want to go. You can follow me or not. So I follow. This is kind of interesting. It's it's matchups versus the transitive property. I swear to God that was in my brain yesterday afternoon. Don't know why. We'll get the break. Omni National Hotel. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new arrivals from TaylorMade. Featuring the Stealth 2 Woods and Irons, the new Stealth 2 Woods combines speed and forgiveness to unlock forgiveness. And the new Stealth HD Irons deliver high launch with draw bias to give you the confidence to expect better shots more often. Swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. 
Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Galton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanOfRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. It's a Bill King show. Pac-12 football is a joke. It's a laughing stock. It has been left behind by Father Time a long time ago. It has not been prominent in a decade at least. And do you want to know why? God-forsaken leadership. That's why. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Bill King doesn't need a countdown clock because he already knows when football season starts. TJ, top of hour to people. About 20 minutes in hour three. That's the guesting today on this Thursday edition. Happy Thursday. Tomorrow on the road, we'll be at the Omni SEC tournament underway in town. And we'll be at the Omni in Kitchen Notes. Yes, Kitchen Notes. I thought we may get moved down to the other hallway, but that did not happen. We're in Kitchen Notes. We're happy about that. Looking forward to it. I will absolutely partake after the show in the breakfast buffet, which is delicious. So we'll be on the road. Omni tomorrow. If you happen to be in the area, please give us a shout. Yeah, please do. Please do. Had some people hit me up, thought maybe the station would have tickets, and we could. We did not get any tickets. I asked Adam about it. Matter of fact, I had to go into the station yesterday. And uh, because I go about once a month, I'll go to the station Usually I have to do some voiceover stuff or something, pick up mail or whatever it might be. And I was in there yesterday. We did not get tickets. Oh, a a special thank you to the folks. And look, I'm not listening. Ken, Ken sent me, Ken down there in middle Georgia, good friend, a long sleeve shirt. I love long sleeves and, and, you know, T-shirt thickness. I don't – I'm not looking for hoodies. And he sent me one with a big 706. I think it says Athens 706 as in Athens, Georgia. And it's just a fantastic – also another Coke bottle. Yeah, a commemorative Coke bottle. And 
those were sent weeks and weeks and weeks ago, but I don't get to the station much. So I just got it. So let me say publicly here, thank you to Ken. Thanks very much. Ken, I've met many times. He was at Commitments a couple times. He was in Macon when we spoke down there. He's been a really good friend of ours. And uh, lots of you know him. Tommy Myrtle Beach knows him. He's just salt of the earth, fantastic guy. No fan in the 863. There was a box there waiting on me, too, at the station. He sent these weeks and weeks and weeks ago. These were the Everglades Spices. He sent more of them, which I love. Just And his name is Todd. Not Music City Todd. That's a different Todd. This is Todd down in the 863. No fan in the 863. And also in there, a packet of breadcrumbs, which that's ironic because I was wanting this last weekend to fry up some pickles. And I didn't have any breadcrumbs, and I was too lazy to go to Kroger and get some more panko. I always get the panko crumbs, and they work really well. And then I make the uh, egg wash and the flour and then the crumbs, the breadcrumbs. And uh, so I didn't have any. So there's there's breadcrumbs right there and the delicious seasonings from Noel Fan in the 863. Thank you very much. And then the two fantastic young men, Reed Black and company, sent me a shirt from their podcast. They're high school sophomores in Georgia and also a nice little card. Thank you card for me doing their podcast, which they did not have to do, but it was a classy move on their part. And I appreciate that, too. Very nice gesture from those two young men down in Georgia, in high school. Sophomores down in Georgia, the world at their fingertips. They're just getting started. And I did their podcast, and they do a good job. Yeah, they do a very good job. So appreciate that, folks. I I probably left something out there, and if I did, I don't mean to. Yeah, I don't mean to, but there was there was some mail waiting for me, among other things, at the station. I had so much that Adam had to help me, unless I was going to make two trips, which I could have done. Adam said, Bill, I'll just grab a couple of these boxes. <laughs> Take them to your car. Now, I was, it was uh, incredibly nice of you folks. TJ, top of the hour and... Uh, Later, Jay Book will be with us. Sitting there in the uh, the King weight room. Yesterday was overrated lifting day. It was bench press day. It's the most overrated lift out there. Now, I do it two, three times a week, but it's overrated. It's overrated as it pertains to sports. It's overrated, but it's it's the most common. Hey, hey what, what's your bench? So, anyways... And years and years ago, I bought all that. I have all that Olympic equipment. I have a huge cage for them to squat in. How do you think my 180-pound uh, wide receiver, Brandon King, got to be able to squat 500 pounds? I had the cage and everything in there. He worked at it for a couple of years for the lift of thon And uh, Benton King, my last one, is pushing that too. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot when you're weighing. Those, those kids aren't going to weigh 200 pounds. My kids are going to be they're about 180 at best. 
So anyways, I'm in there, and while I'm lifting, I'm thinking the entire time, and I don't know why, but I'm thinking Ohio State, Michigan. Just I'm just I'm not living in Michigan or, or Ohio, but my mind was on that game, those two teams, and I was thinking. I said something yesterday on the show. Ohio State was good enough to win a national championship last year. We know this. Michigan wasn't. Michigan was really good. I mean, really good. But they're not good enough to win a national championship. But how do you square up Michigan beat Ohio State again? I mean, that's conflicting, right? Wait wait a minute. You just said Ohio State was good enough to win the national championship. They got punked and bullied again by Michigan. But Michigan's not? Yes, that's true. I, It's true. It's not conflicting. The transitive property isn't equal to matchups. Okay? First of all, the transitive property is mostly a lie. We all play it out in our heads like that. The transitive property, that's comparing scores. Compare scores to determine what would happen if these teams met based on other comparative scores. You beat them by 12, we beat them by 20, means we'd beat you. That's not the way it works. It's what we all think is simple math, but it's not the way it works. Now, it may overlap and and coincide with that line of thinking, but it's not clear math. It's not smart math. So here's the point. Ohio State played Georgia, had them down, and was a player or two away from finishing the thing, right? I mean, big time. Didn't finish it, but was there. Michigan could have never been in that position versus Georgia. And I'm not even comparing what happened when Michigan the year before played Georgia and got steamrolled. That is not what I'm thinking. Michigan could not do that versus Georgia. They're not to that level yet. Their top five Darn good, Michigan is. I mean, that's better than 125, 126 other teams. But they couldn't do that against Georgia. They could not be where Ohio State was against Georgia. But, Bill, what happened when Michigan played Ohio State? Matchups are different. All right? Matchups, and it doesn't really even matter. You could talk about that in basketball. Matchups are individualistic. And right now, Ohio State's not a good matchup for Michigan, even though they're more equipped to take their team further than Michigan is. Makes no sense. It's true, though. It's true. Michigan, the last two years, has been able to line up and bully Ohio State. Let me tell you, let me put this in more perspective. Ohio State had 365 days after the bullying happened in 2021 to obsess, get in the weight room, get tougher, and exact revenge on Michigan. They had all that time. And again, throughout history, both have always thought about each other every day. Doesn't matter what time of year it is. You're always thinking about the other one, right? Same with Alabama and Auburn. You're thinking about it every day. Doesn't matter. It could be July 8th. It could be February 12th. Doesn't matter the day. It could be in the season. Buckeyes had 
365 days to obsess and exact revenge over the bullying that happened in 2021. They get back out there, and it happened again. The backup tailback, who's really not a backup, but Blake Quorum's backup tailback goes for 200-and-something yards. They absolutely mauled them. But Ohio State's more equipped to go further in the playoffs than Michigan. Michigan couldn't stay with Georgia. That game wouldn't even be a game third quarter. Because Michigan can't bully Georgia. But some reason they can bully Ohio State, who is good enough to be up double digits and literally a breath or two away from finishing off the best program right now in America, the Georgia Bulldogs. Back-to-back national championships. And I don't know why, but I was sitting there, and in my mind, I was thinking about this. And I don't remember what led us to this yesterday, but I was talking about how Ohio State's good enough to win a national championship last year. But they couldn't finish it. And I was thinking, but but if that's true, why do they get bullied by Michigan? Here's what I was thinking ultimately. Brian Day, obviously, could use a national championship. Maybe this year's the year. Brian Day could use a national championship. Now, he's winning almost every game. But the biggest game to conclude things, he's not winning. Right? Not now. He's good enough to beat anybody, anytime. But he's not able to finish it. And he's also getting punked by Michigan. They're not just losing that game. They're getting bullied. They're getting sand kicked into their face on the beach. Sitting there trying to enjoy yourself. You're on the beach with your girlfriend. The bully comes up, kicks sand in your face, and you stand up to fight him, but you're not ready. It's embarrassing, right? That's just a fact. I was thinking, what if they get bullied again this year? That'd be three years in a row. Now, I don't think, look, if if, if they're 11-0 going into that game and they get bullied again, Gene Smith's not going to fire him. I know. I know it's three in a row. I know. I know what you're going to tell me. They're not going to fire a guy who's 11-0. Heck, they even got into the playoffs, as we know, losing that game, getting bullied in that game. They got in the playoffs. Now, some things had to happen, but they got in the playoffs. They may, might happen again this year. This is our last year with four teams in the playoff. Now, after that, that game, as far as if you lose it, you might not get in, won't matter. The outcome won't be as important. Now, it'll be very important for Michigan and Ohio State individually, but in the bigger picture of the playoff scenario, it probably won't matter if both programs are as good as they are right now. Now, if they drop back some, then that's a different story. But if they're both in the same vicinity there right now, that game's outcome won't be a do or die, get in or don't get in. 
But that's where I was. I was just sitting in there. <laughs> My brain, man, was just spinning yesterday. Matchups are not necessarily the predictor of a bigger picture. That's a very important lesson. They're not. Now, they may be, but they don't have to be. It's not the end all. Yeah, it's not, it's not the end of the game that some portray it to be. That's gross. Allen just sent a picture of he's digging a hole to pull out a fuel tank, and it's what's left over, and it's a bunch of oil and fuel and ugh, sitting in the bottom of a pit. That is gross. Don't fish in that sledge, or what, that sludge, whatever that is. Uh, that is nasty. Perry Mason in the Orange Groves of America. Bill, did you see Jack Caglione grand slam last night to walk off to a 10-run rule against Florida Atlantic? I did not see. I was watching the scoreboard. I was playing around. Like, I, <laughs> last night. I entered into another parlay. Yeah, I did. I'll tell you my story. I'll tell you my story when we come back. Alan says that's pure gas there. That is... I don't even know what you do about that, right? Can they dig it up and... All in all for look. TJ Top of the hour later, we have Mr. J. Book. Mr. J. Book will be with us. Tommy Nashville Hotel. Celebrate the history of our national pastime at the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown. See priceless treasures that'll bring your baseball memories to life. Connect with events that have shaped and changed the game and our country. Our stories to tell, your memories to share. Plan your visit today at baseballhall.org. Welcome to Smashville. Join us at Bridgestone Arena coming up Thursday, March 16th for St. Patrick's Day as your Nashville Predators take on the Chicago Blackhawks. Make sure you purchase the special St. Patty's Day pack. It's presented by Corner Pub and it's available now at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. The pack includes two tickets to the game, $20 in Nash cash, and $1 lucky one scotch ales at downtown Corner Pub starting at just $129. Let's go Preds. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? 
and you can get it online. Just go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. I bought a piano for Grace, okay, when she was like 12 years old, and she was really good. Uh, just to get the piano out of the house, uh, and I couldn't sell it, do you know who I gave it to? Kelly Holcomb. Did you really? For, for, his, da- for his daughter, who's now uh, the leading scorer at Lipscomb ba- Women's Basketball. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Bill King is the king of college football and his sample size is large. Just ask him. Visit on Tuesday at a five teamer. Now this this is this is so funny. Had a five teamer. I had Florida money line. All these are money lines. Florida, Alabama, Auburn, Ole Miss, and Tennessee. Florida, Alabama, Auburn, Ole Miss all won pretty handily. Tennessee's in extra innings against Boston College. Now, this is, I don't want to say a metaphor, but this Tennessee team don't hit the baseball. And and I'm not comparing them to last year because that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be fair. They do not hit the ball. Blake Burke does. Jared Dickey does. Christian Moore does. But the team doesn't. Mario Hoon is not hitting it a lick. The first-round draft pick. Now, he's very slick defensively. He's not hitting the ball at all. And positions about 6-9 through nine don't hit the ball either at Tennessee. It's a problem. It's a problem. They're, they're not a national uh, Omaha contender at the moment. Now, let's get a few more weeks in. Maybe they pick it up. So, anyways. Tennessee's playing Boston College. This is an example of Tennessee's incompetence offensively. They've got Blake Burke on third base to win the game. Extra innings. Game's over if he scores. 
nobody out. And they can't get him home. Think about that. Nobody out, man on third. A chopper to first base gets him home. Okay? Something to the right side of the infield gets him home. They can't even get that done. Boston College next inning hits a home run, and that in, that didn't end the game because Tennessee had to come back to bat, but they couldn't get anybody to score, so the game was over. Boston College wins. That blew my parlay. <laughs> Guy on third with no outs, and they can't get him home. Base running like a bunch of eight-year-olds out there. So I don't know what's going on, but it's not a good look. Last night... <laughs> I jump in another parlay, and I had Florida. Perry Mason reminded me of this because of the uh, young big 6'5 kid who hit a grand slam, leads the nation in home runs, Jack Caglione. I keep saying he's not a freshman, though. He's a sophomore. He played last year, just had Tommy John, but he hit last year. He was in the lineup a lot for them last year. And I had – who else did I have? I had Alabama – I think I had Ole Miss. Don't hold me to that. But I had Vanderbilt. Same scenario almost. Vanderbilt goes to extra innings. Vanderbilt needs 17 innings to beat Evansville. So I won that one. I exacted revenge. (laughs) So now, if you want John Daly's pizza, I can't afford it. I I hit the parlay. Should have won the one before, but Tony Valls and that offense let me down. The other thing about Tennessee is everybody got spoiled because last year's Tennessee offense was generational. I mean, it was it was just ridiculous, right? So it is hard not to compare, but it's not fair. All those guys are gone. Everybody in that lineup, one through nine, that hit is gone. Blake Burke did not start. Christian Moore did not start. All those guys are gone. And they're on to the minor leagues to make it to the major leagues. And several of them were several of them were first round picks. The only guy not playing, I think, is Evan Russell. He decided to give it up. And that kid uh, hit dingers all through his career. He was a walk on from Lexington, Tennessee, not Kentucky. Lexington, Tennessee. No, Kev said, Bill, did you see this? I sent you an article. I haven't been able to read it yet, but former ESPN president John Skipper, who negotiated the ACC's new, well, not new, but their their current deal, which is for the ACC, terrible. For ESPN, it's good. Says that the ACC should try and merge with the Pac-12. I'd have to, I didn't get to, it was a podcast of some sort, and I did not get to hear his logic, and I'm not saying that from a critical point of view. I just don't know what his angle is. I'd have to I'd have to see it and I was looking at it actually in the break and it's just too long. I can't get to the meat and potatoes of it. Is there a decent article written about it? I don't let me just say this. I don't think that's a good idea, but I haven't heard his reasoning. 
Maybe there's a really good point in there somewhere. My initial hunch is to be skeptical of that as an idea. I don't think that's happening right now, necessarily. But I've got to say, at least initially, I'm glass half empty on that idea. But, but again, I wish I had more info. I should have. I didn't get to it last night. I should have. Got to get the break. TJ at the top of the hour. TJ Pittenger will join us. And a little later, Jay Book. Yeah, Jay Book. We'll talk Big Ten. We'll talk college football. We'll talk Buckeyes. Whatever Michigan. He's out west. He's in Phoenix, Scottsdale area. He's in Scottsdale. And uh, what he's hearing about the Pac-12 are the Arizona schools itinerant. Could they leave for the Big 12? We'll get into all that kind of stuff a little later, hour three. Omni Nashville Hotel. folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City. Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 800-529-2856. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life, call 800-529-2856. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. 
Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with Geico or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with Geico. Bundling is easy with Geico. Just ask your neighbors. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. You're staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim yep. Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, I hate that so Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. On Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. He knows all there is to know about Johnny Five Star, and now you can too. It's Bill King. So it was an article, and then a podcast, I guess, where John Skipper used to run ESPN and actually ran it into the ground. All the wokeness, that's that's John Skipper's signature there. Anyways, former head of ESPN says that the ACC should merge with the Pac-12. That might fix these problems that they both have. ACC has a problem in that they have a negotiated, John Skipper, long-term deal through 2036 for ESPN, a sweetheart deal for ACC, not such a sweet deal. And the Pac-12 right now is just looking for a partner. They're looking for a prom date, and they're running out of phone numbers. They're down to uh, the last couple of phone numbers, maybe. He says they ought to merge. He said that would force ESPN, or might force ESPN, to renegotiate that contract. They could use the ACC network in the merger, and that might be the answer. How would that be attractive? Why would ESPN want to renegotiate their deal with the sweetheart deal they've got right now based on you just added a bunch of teams out west who don't include Southern California? Where's the attractiveness there? I don't, I don't get that. ESPN, now if you were to make that right, and he said take eight of the teams. I guess there's ten teams there now if you exclude Southern Cal and UCLA, which actually have another year before they head to the Big Ten. But in the future, it's going to be at least at the moment, it would be ten teams that we know of. He said I'd take eight of them. Now, I don't know which two he's talking about excluding. Who would they be? Would it be Stanford and Cal? They're not attractive in a TV deal at all. Not at all. I mean, what? What? If if you're paying media rights money for Cal and Stanford, what do they possibly bring you? 
Nothing. Except they're smart people and they're woke. That's, I mean, you're paying TV money for that? You can get that anywhere, right? So what would you be paying for? The Arizona schools, Washington and Oregon, although they don't want to be there. And then Utah, Colorado, I just named six. Oregon State, there'd be another one. I mean, what do you, where would be, so my, I guess my reply would be, I don't understand that thinking. Now, again, he's the TV exec, and he's the one that put together this sweetheart deal that they've got right now (laughs) with the ACC, which is through 2036. Jim and Jupiter, Bill, that ACC Pac-12 merger sounds like a horrible idea. Too damn far. ACC is dead man walking. Pac-12 already died. (laughs) It's a good way to put it. Sam Dog, Bill, any truth to the rumor that Tennessee fans are so fickle that they're going to start giving away free Tony Vols glamour shots to the first 500 women at the ball games. <laughs> Literally, Tony Vols had a guy on third, Blake Burke. Now, Blake Burke is, he's not a problem. Blake Burke is a All-American. And I'd, Christian Morris played well. I'd say defensively, their middle infield is super athletic with Maui Ahuna and Christian Moore. Marahoon is not hitting the ball at all, though. Zane Denton's been pretty good. Yeah, the uh, Alabama transfer. Now, he's from Brentwood, Tennessee. I grew up watching his whole family play baseball. Bryce Denton, his older brother. Remember, he signed with Vanderbilt and then took the uh, pro money. And uh, he got all the way to double A, I think, and then flamed out. But he was a monster player. And um, he's signed with Vanderbilt. That's that's Zane's older brother, Bryce. And then he's got a younger brother. And he's got an older, older brother. I think played somewhere, Juco ball somewhere. Anyways, he's played pretty well. But the the bottom part of their lineup, which was not – I mean, last year they hit all the way through that lineup like I've never seen. Um, that, That group doesn't hit the ball now. Not good enough. Josh in London, by way of pick down. Bill, Michigan would get rolled by Georgia. Georgia wins that game by 30. Well, they just played the playoffs previous, and it wasn't close. So true. That's why I was talking about it's kind of interesting if you think about it, Ohio State's better prepared to go further, but they can't beat Michigan. That's the whole concept around matchups. Right now, that matchup is in Michigan's favor because Michigan gets to dictate in that game the way this game's going to get played. Ohio State doesn't. Not so much. I don't know, can Ryan Day fix that one game? He's 
got the personnel to do it. They just don't play. They play too much chuck and duck the rest of the season to toughen up for that one day. That's the thing. TJ, when we come back, I'm the Nashville Hotel.